In any given day of sales, you might hear one of a million different objections. Maybe it's, I'm not interested. Maybe it's, I have no budget. Maybe it's, call me in six months. Maybe it's, I'm in a meeting, which is absolutely ridiculous. And what is crazier than that is the fact that sellers try to memorize scripts for every single objection. So you can go and try to memorize 20 different scripts for every single objection. But then when you make a cold call, inevitably what happens is objection number 21 comes up and you get caught flat-footed. And that is why we we have what's called the Mr. Miyagi framework. It is a simple three-step framework that you can use to handle any objection in the world. And what it involves is creating a safe space with your prospects by agreeing with their objection and then waxing the objection on and off to disarm it so you can properly handle it. We're gonna walk through a couple different steps. Number one, we'll talk through the mindset that a prospect is in when they are giving an objection, which will lead us to number two, the steps you need to take to neutralize and wax an objection off and on. And then lastly, we'll go through a couple of talk track examples of how you can actually handle those objections live. And along the way, across the channel, we'll be releasing specific examples and implementations of the Miyagi method for each of the objections that you could possibly run into. But again, I would really encourage you all to not memorize those talk tracks, instead memorize the steps and then apply the steps to any given situation. And a three, a two, a one. So when you're making a cold call, what you need to realize is most of the time what a prospect is doing is they're either in between meetings, maybe they're multitasking on a Zoom, maybe they're in deep work and you interrupted their day. In other words, they're sort of like a fish sitting and swimming around in a pond. They're going about their day and you decided that it's time to spearfish them. And of course, when they get out of the water and they pick up the phone, they're flopping all over the place. And this is the problem with how most sales reps try to handle objections. They try to handle the objection at face value, but what they don't realize is that any objection, whether it's call me in six months, I'm in a meeting, no budget, whatever it is, it's the first reaction that pops into their mind that helps them think they're gonna get off the cold call. And so what reps will do is they'll try to pitch to solve for that objection. If someone says, call me in six months, they'll try to pitch them on the value they can bring in the next six months. If someone says, I have no budget, they'll try to explain their ROI or they'll try to say, hey, here are all the ways that we can find budget. But what matters less is not the objection itself, but handling the reaction. And that is where the Mr. Miyagi method comes into play, is when Mr. Miyagi gets punched, he does not try to punch right back. Instead, he takes the momentum of that punch and waxes it off and waxes it on. So the three steps of the Mr. Miyagi method, number one, agree with the objection. I know this sounds crazy, but I need to make the prospect feel like they're right to get them talking and get them out of reacting mode. And so what that might sound like is if someone hits me with, I'm not interested, I might say, totally get that. This one's my bad. You probably would have reached out to us if you were. Or if someone says, I have no budget, I might say something like, honestly, I'm talking to a lot of people today and even trying to keep a tool is a big ask, let alone trying to get a new one. What I'm trying to do is create a breath or a sigh of relief. They should go, oh my God, thank God this person's not gonna try to pitch me anymore. And that will pave the way for step number two, incentivizing them to share more information. And the way you're gonna do that is you want to continue that waxing off momentum and you want to get them to pile onto the objection even more. You're gonna say, hey, just so no one else cold calls you again, could you give me a sense? Is it A, B, or C? And that's gonna give you two things. It's gonna give you more information about the objection and it's also gonna get them talking, which puts them in a position to finally listen to you because you've created a conversation by hearing them out first. 
So if someone slams me with, I'm not interested, I might say, hey, I totally get that. I agree with the objection. Just so no one else calls you again, is it because you're doing this in-house or you already have a solution in place? Or if someone says, I have no budget, I might say, I totally get that. I'll agree with the objection. And then I might say, hey, just so no one else calls you again, could you give me a sense? Is it because budgets are frozen today, but they'll open up later? So what I'm trying to do is get them to tell me, this is why I'm objecting to you. And that is the reason that no one's ever gonna call you ever again. And that brings us to step number three, which is to sell the meeting, not the product, or how I like to call it, sell the test drive, not the car. They are in no mindset whatsoever to buy a car right now. They're driving another car. And so what you need to do is not sell them on purchasing this new car. You need to sell them on the test drive. Do you wanna take a joy ride? My goal is to book a meeting on a cold call, not to sell the product right then and there. And what that might sound like is, my guess is you're not gonna buy this thing for the next six months. Or my guess is you have no time or no budget or whatever it might be. And I'm continuing to pile onto the objection. But then the selling of the test drive begins. And that sounds like, hey, crazy idea here. Would you be completely against taking a look at this thing? Not for now, but maybe for when budgets open up or maybe in six months when you have a little bit more time, you don't have to evaluate this later on. And of course, when I get onto that 30 minute meeting with them or when I get into the test drive, then I'm gonna start to sell them on the car. You can alter this selling the test drive for any objection and it's extremely, extremely malleable. So let's recap. Step number one was to agree with the objection, to have some sort of statement that allows you to say, I totally get it, you're right, we shouldn't even consider buying this thing in the next six months. Step number two is to incentivize them to share a little bit more information. I want to create a safe space and ask them why I should never call them again to get them talking even more. And then step number three, we talked about selling the test drive. What are you going to get out of this meeting with me? Even if you'd never consider buying this thing, you're still gonna get the joyride, and that joyride might be the thing that converts you from objection to customer in a couple months. Alrighty, folks, we're gonna practice this in a couple videos around the channel. We're actually dropping this series all at once, so why don't you go check out some of the other iterations of the Miyagi method in action, and you'll get to see some of these talk tracks live. But again, don't memorize those talk tracks. Memorize the framework and practice the talk tracks and practice listening so you can agree, incentivize, and sell the test drive. Alrighty, folks, peace out. Today's tip to optimize your sales day is brought to you by Boomerang. If you get an email and the action required on that email is going to take you less than two minutes to do, do it on the spot. It's not worth adding it to your to-do list, having to look at the item, remember what you need to do. That's going to take you more than two minutes anyway. So do it on the spot, get it off your plate. Now we documented our best templates and tips to help you optimize your sales day with our friends at Boomerang. And you can get that documentation for free at the link in the show notes. Today's prospecting tip is brought to you by Woodpecker. When you're sending a sales email, you generally want to avoid putting punctuation in the subject line. If you've got an exclamation point, it makes it seem like you're shouting at them. Look at this amazing offer. And a question mark just smells salesy. So avoid punctuation. Now, if you want to steal my full sales cadence from my friends at Woodpecker, there's a link in the show notes for you to go get it and try it for free.